is they use a feather for judgment because the feather would bend but not break. It would give you justice. Flexible. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I think it's the, uh, the ostrich feather. It's mm -hmm. actually the ostrich feather. You only find ostriches in, in Africa. What about the... Uh, I guess I'm seeing the idea that the, the deeds of your heart may be supposed to be balanced with the weight of that feather. Absolutely. So what she's saying is, if you balance, meaning you might have done some wrong things, but, but you balance yourself through the good deeds, right? Then you can pass on to the next level. Hmm. But before you can even get to that scale, you got to believe in Haru. Or you got to know what Haru concept is. You, let's do this. By the time you come to, to the, uh, the New Testament, right? The book of Matthews, right? Uh, I think Jesus Christ goes before they fast and come to contact with the devil. And after that, right, you'll see the heaven opens up. And when the heaven opens up, what happens? A dove descended on him. And what's that dove? The dove is the spirit of the Lord. So what this is saying is the spirit of the Lord descended on Haru. Just like descended on the Christ, right? So, But they make that, 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 that symbol of the spirit of God, the Horus, the spirit of God is a hawk. Means the hawk is a pure bird of prey. It eats only certain things. But in your Bible, your Greeks, they misinterpret the symbol, right, and give you a dove. What is a dove? A dove is an albino pigeon. A pigeon will eat anything. Doves eat anything. So right there, they use a filthy bird to display, to, 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 to represent the Holy Spirit of God. How much sense do that make? But the Africans use a pure bird of prey to represent, right? In actuality, these are priests and they're working. And the things that they wear is animal masses. They're at work here. They're working. Different forms of the nature, right? So by the time Jesus is the way, he comes this way. You get past that, right? Then you come to the scribe at the gates, right? You come to the gates, and you got somebody recording that. Recording everything in the book. And the Bible says the book of life, but all things recorded, right? And I'll show you that in the Egyptian text, how they had the book of everything that was, everything is to be. Right there in the... In, in the um, just a book coming forward by night. So then you got him doing, he, he, he's writing now all the things, all the DCs. He's, he's recording this, right? Then by the time you come here now, watch this. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No one gets to the Father except through Christ or that class mess up. So he takes his deceased soul and he's taking it to the Father. Heru, I mean, uh, Osea. The perfect black one, right? They depict them as being green, showing the regeneration power in nature, everlasting, right? Regeneration, right? You even go to the point where, where, where his uh, brown color is really rusted, but gives you this olive tone. Because oxygen, by the time you enter the system, oxygen actually is a toxin, and it actually pours you, and it actually rusts you. So we're really living in a rusted state, but that's for a whole other lecture, right? But Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No one gets to the Father. This is the Father, right? But the Father sitting on the throne, right? But, what, but, but as he sits on the throne, who got God back? Two women. They never tell you that the black woman got God back. You know what I'm saying? They got you like a light-skinned woman and a dark-skinned woman. In case you want to get too slick because you think you dark, make you even more better than your light-skinned brothers and sisters. It's right here. It's right here. And then you got your judges watching the whole thing. Matter of fact, the Europeans and Romans and Greeks took their whole judicial system out of this. Your judges. Uh, you got your bailiff. You know what I'm saying? Watching over everything. You know what I'm saying? 
You get out of order, he gonna snatch you up. You got your court recorder right here. You got your 12, your judges. Your Supreme Court, right? You know what I'm saying? And you got your, look at that. You got the number one judge sitting there waiting for you. You feel me? Then you got, you got your snakes. You know what I'm saying? Your cobras, with the universal symbol on top of their head, letting you know there's everlasting knowledge in there. He who sits on his throne, yo, has everlasting knowledge. It's deep, because black women got God back. Nowhere in the Bible say God, uh, the woman has his back. What, what they're really saying is, right, at the end of the day, the feminine principle rules. At the end of the day, the feminine principle brings things into being. Where does that relief come from, and how and by how old is it? They, they don't, this relief goes back at least 10,000 years because it's in the book of coming forth by day and by night. The book of coming forth by day and by night is in a revised state at 5,000 BC. In a revised state, they was rewriting in a revised state, it goes back at least 10,000 BC. You know what I'm saying? This, this, so this is where they get to Jesus, the way, the truth, and the life. No one gets to the Father, but the, no, it's not. It's an African thing. Should we, should we look at this relief and the Bible stuff in the Bible that was taken from reliefs like this? Should we look at this as something that literally happened? It's not a literal thing, right? It's a teaching tool. You know, at the end of the day, you really judge yourself, right? Because you're the only one that's with yourself at all times. You know what I'm saying? Everywhere you go, you can't, how do you say, you can't hide from yourself. Because everywhere you go, there you are. But what is yourself? What is your divine self? Who is self? Know thyself. On all the African tunes, for the most part, they had know thyself. Not know God, but know thyself. The Europeans say you got to know God. But why would the Africans say know thyself? Right? Because in knowing thyself, right? Once you understand yourself, the innerverse, then you understand the outerverse. Since you're composed of everything that's in the universe, right? Then once you understand yourself, you understand everything in the universe. In the European sense, once you understand you, you understand God. There's nothing out there. It all transpires in here. So this is just a it was a it was a it was a cultural expression on how they was expressing it. And that's why it's so important to get young minds on this one. They can look at the papyrus and say what it means to them. To, to reactivate their DNA. That's why I say you got to stop just being strictly Bible. It's crazy. You got to start to look at your cultural expressions to understand what's going on. It's not saying that there was going to be some people standing there to get you and to judge you and to do all. That's not what they were saying. Their point was, right, that the universe is mental and all things in it is mental. They was trying to explain concepts, ideas, rhythms. It's a rhythm to this thing right here, as you are. It flows, it's a rhythm. Alright, so let's see. I just finished showing you the judgment scene, right? Well, basically, what I wanted to do was I wanted to give you a taste of an African creation story. So that you could see just what the Africans was talking about. So you can see that this information predates anything that's in your Bible. So you don't think that. The people have taken the, the people that have taken the time off to look at this information are not just crazy. They they have a strong foundation from which they speak on. So let's start right here. It's called the Book of Knowing Creations, right? Start with this. Thus said Ra, the Lord of all, the 
Lord of the utmost limits, after he had come into being, I came, I am the one, the one now, watch this, the one, right, who came into being as Kepra. Let's deal with the word Kepra real fast. It's important. Kepra, 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 Kepra. Keep that thought. Let's deal with it. We're going to come to Egyptian ideas of the afterlife. Wow, what? So the, the, remember I told you that where Egypt was in existence is Africa. So he's really talking about the African idea of the afterlife. Wow, they had that? You open this up, right? It's got the belief in God Almighty, right? Osiris, the God of the resurrection, right? They got the gods of the Africans. They say Egyptians said the judgment of the dead, the resurrection, and immortality. All these concepts existed in African culture. Now, uh, E.A. Wallace Burgess wrote this book. He is one of the foremost authority Egyptologists, right? So, he basically, what he did was, he started to look at the African information and started saying, hey, 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 they was praying to God, they had gods. That is a mistake, and I'm telling you that's a mistake. Because they never was dealing with God. They were dealing with forces and energy from nature. And even when they started to find what they say the natural room was, right, they actually end up saying that the term is so old, they don't know what it means, right? And, and if you go get that book, this book right here, it explains to you in the section of the Africans' concept of God having sex in there, right? And explains to you how the word nature, right, is so old, they don't, they don't really know what it means. But I'm telling you it means forces, energies, powers, aspects of. I'm telling you what it means. But they don't know. So when come to him who was dealing with the word kepara, or keparu, right? So I'm 